Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we praise you and thank you for this glorious night where we celebrate the birth of your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for gathering us here this evening, and we ask you to send your Holy Spirit into our hearts so we can hear your word, receive the good news of your Son, and leave here changed through the power of your Holy Spirit. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Well, friends, we made it. Christmas is here. Feels like Advent is both a marathon and a sprint to Christmas. And I, uh, I for one, am excited to finally be seeing some Christmas lights up here. And uh, it's an exciting time, friends. And up here we see a few things that we just love about Christmas. For one, who doesn't love some Christmas lights? Now, I know that putting them up can be a pain, and they somehow just get tangled every year. But when we put them up, there's just this sense of joy and wonder that we feel. I, this is the first year, my, my daughter's two, and she just loves Christmas lights. Every time she comes out, the Christmas tree, the lights are on. It's wonderful. Now, I, I see a lot of family here tonight as well. And that's one of the other wonderful things about Christmas. It's a time to gather as family. We spend time together. We eat food together. We enjoy some conversation, maybe play some games, and probably watch some TV when things get a little too awkward or boring. We try to be a little kinder to one another, appreciate each other just a little bit more than throughout the rest of the year. And then another thing that we love, we love Christmas gifts, right? We love maybe giving them and, and definitely receiving them. That's a wonderful thing, friends, to just be able to give someone something you love and, and show them that they're special, to show them that they are loved this gift. Giving a gift can make people feel like they belong, that they are loved. But all three of these things, lights and family and gifts, they all kind of have a darker side to them as well. I read this article uh, oh, this last week. It said, does Christmas make you ill? And it was the Christmas season is not only one of the most stressful times of the year, it's also one of the most dangerous times. There's a recent study done in Great Britain about Christmas stress and accidents. Here are a few of the statistics. About 20% of people find the experience of hosting guests and preparing for Christmas meals and festivities completely overwhelming. A third of women feel more stressed throughout December than any month across the year. Well, family can definitely be stressful. 3% of people suffered an electric shock due to bad wired, badly wired Christmas lights. And one in 50 fall off out of the loft trying to get tinsel and decorations down. Lights can be dangerous. And a mammoth 700,000 people have been injured in a sales rush while trying to snag a bargain. Apparently, gift giving is now a contact sport. <laughs> now, friends, there are only 66 million people in Great Britain. And there are over 300 million people in America. And if we're honest, British people are a lot more reserved than Americans, so you can just imagine the chaos that our country is during the month of December. We can sort of laugh about these things, but we all kind of know it's true. There's, lights can only push out the darkness for a little while. The time with family is never as great as we want it to be, and the gifts never really satisfy that itch we have. Lights, family, gifts, they all reveal that we desire something more. Writer and author Mark Buchanan says that God made us this way. He made us to yearn, to always be hungry for something we can't get, to always be missing something we can't find, to always be disappointed when we, with what we receive. Yearning, this yearning itself is healthy, he says. 
a kind of compass inside us that points us to true north. It's not the wanting, he says, that corrupts us. It's what corrupts us is the wanting that's misplaced, set on the wrong thing. And that compass, that, that, the compass that, that is always asking for more, looking for more, that desire compass is kind of on overdrive during Christmas. As we seek a sense of family, a sense of belonging, a sense of love. These things that we enjoy about Christmas point us to the deeper truth of Christmas. They point beyond themselves to the only one who will really satisfy us. What is that? Well, y'all are in church, so I imagine you're going to think that the answer is Jesus. Well, you're right, it is. (laughs) This evening, we're going to explore our scripture readings to see that Jesus is the light of the world, who gives us us the gift of truly belonging that we all desire. That desire that all of these things during Christmas is pointing us to. So, to begin we ask, where does this desire to belong, to have love and family come from? Why are we created this way? In our reading from the epistle uh, to Titus, St. Paul's letter to Titus, we hear these words. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, he saved us. From here, and as you heard this evening, he goes on to describe how the Son, Jesus Christ, the Son, saves us and the Holy Spirit renews us to make us children of God. Friends, if there's one thing you should know about what what Christmas is about, it is about that. That Jesus has come to make us children of God. That is why we are here tonight. When the Son of God became incarnate, when he took on human flesh as a crying baby, he revealed the infinite goodness and loving kindness of God. A goodness and loving kindness that stretches beyond our capacity to fathom. Friends, think about it. This is how much God loves you. The infinite creator became a creature. But why? Why would a God do this? You see, from before time and forever, God has existed in an infinite communion of love as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. The Father loving the Son and the Son loving the Father and the Spirit being the love between them. Now, friends, this probably sounds a little sci-fi, a little out there, a little weird. Maybe it's not exactly how you imagine God at all. I don't know about you, my friends, but maybe you imagine God a little bit like Ebenezer Scrooge. You know, the character from A Christmas Carol. He's really judgy, a real judgy miser who's grumpy just all the time. He says, humbug when you laugh and is silent when you are miserable. Maybe that's how you imagine God. But friends, the God of Scripture, that is not who he is. (coughs) Scripture says that God is love. Not that sappy, fickle love of TV that burns like a torch and is cool the next second. No. God's love is completely infinite and divine. His love does not waver or change. Imagine that kind of love, not the kind of, a love that never stops. It sustains and it rescues. It never ends. God is not Ebenezer Scrooge. God is the Father who eternally loves his Son and the Holy Spirit who is love. And he doesn't keep that bottled up inside. He is infinite love and he shares it with his creation. He created the world and invites every human being to have communion, to have life, to have fellowship with God. You see, in the beginning, God created humanity. He created Adam and Eve to live in this communion of love. In the beginning, God created humanity to be a part of his family. 
to belong with God. And the things that we love at Christmas, those lights and family and gifts, that desire to belong, that's where it comes from, friends. We were created for God. So you should be asking, why don't I always feel like I belong? Why does the family always lead to quarreling? Why do gifts, gifts never really satisfy? Why do we fight and work so hard to have a merry little Christmas, but we just feel exhausted and dissatisfied by the end? Why do we feel like we don't belong? Our passage from Isaiah is a rather famous one. If you've been to any Christmas Eve service, you've probably heard it read. And in the first verse of our reading, we hear both a description of our condition and the hope of rescue. This is the verse. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shone. Darkness. That's where scripture says we are. We light Christmas lights and Christmas trees to remind ourselves about the true light who is shown in the darkness, but, that dark, but the light reminds us that there is darkness. We hear it a different way when the angels appear to the shepherds in the field. This is what they say. Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy. That there, that, uh, excuse me, of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Friends, this is truly good news. This is the good news of Scripture. But it is good news only if we realize that we are in darkness and we actually need to be saved. We need a Savior who can pluck us out of that darkness. A Lord who can show us the true way to live. A Messiah who can mend our alienated relationship with God. Friends, how did we get to this place of darkness, you might ask? Well, from our own experience, we might think, you know, I'm, I'm, we're pretty good people. I'm an okay guy. I mean, I'm not great. I mean, on Christmas, my resentments and unresolved anger towards my family might pop up. My insatiable greed might boil over because I didn't get exactly what I wanted for Christmas. So on the 26th, I'm going shopping. I might grumpily take down my Christmas lights and think, how in the world is this worth it every year? Well, maybe we weren't too good or great at all. The things we enjoy about Christmas kind of get twisted and turned sour. That's how so much of life is, friends. We have the greatest of intentions, and then it just sort of gets twisted up inside, turns sour. Why? Why is so much of life like that? According to Scripture, as we already saw, we are in darkness. Good things get twisted up because we are all a part of the sin of Adam. You see, as I said earlier, God created the world and he made, he made humanity in his image to share in this, this family of God. But rather than enjoying this communion with God they, that Adam and Eve were created for, they rebelled against God. They turned from the light and fell into the darkness. They got all twisted up inside. When Adam and Eve rebelled against God, they were alienated from God. A relationship was, was broken. They were alienated from themselves. And they were alienated from each other. And we are all like Adam and Eve in a very real sense. We can look around the world and, and see the darkness, the alienation, the, the uh, why don't I belong feeling. We might try to ignore it during the Christmas season. Or we're supposed to be nice and happy and joyful. 
We might try to convince our kids to be kinder with an elf on a shelf or with Santa Claus. But all this is simply decorating a dead Christmas tree. We love the lights of Christmas because it shines into the darkness and reminds us that Jesus Christ is the light of the world. But we also shy away from the true light of Christmas, from Jesus. Because in his light, our darkness is exposed. The light of Christmas shines and reveals that we're dead Christmas trees, friends. We're alienated from what gives us life. Think think about it. Well, I have a fake one, but maybe you got a real Christmas tree this year. I used to do that one as a kid. You know, you cut it off, you keep it watered for a while, but that thing's going to die. It's been cut off from its life source. It's been, we have been alienated from God. Friends, we can decorate ourselves all we want, but we are still simply dead Christmas trees. Friends, this is the hard news of Christmas. Sorry that this isn't all tinsel and, you know, happy music, but the reality of Christmas is that we actually need to be saved. This is how Pastor Tim Keller puts it. Christmas means that we are so lost, so unable to save ourselves, that nothing less than the death of the Son of God himself could save us. That means that means you are not anybody, you are not anybody, somebody who can pull yourself together and live a good moral life. You can't save yourself. But we have that desire, right? So how do we escape the darkness and experience the love that we were truly created for? We've come into the light and rec- we, we must come into the light and receive this gift of the incarnation of God. We have to be grafted to the living tree. We have to turn from the old Adam to the new Adam, Jesus Christ. This is how we belong again, friends. God in his goodness and loving kindness saved us through Jesus Christ. Not because we've earned it, not because we deserve it. We're dead and in darkness. But because God loves us and he is gracious and merciful. He is the true gift of salvation. He enters the world not with trumpets or acclamation, not with pop, but as a child crying in a stable in a small city of Bethlehem. The child is the infinite gift that the world has longed for. We're alienated from God, ourselves, and one another, just like this first Adam. So the Son of God became human. He became the second Adam, the true Adam, who would live and obey God on our behalf to restore us to that relationship with God that we so desire. The Son of God became human so that we be- could become children of God. This is what, we, what people call the marvelous exchange. It's the ultimate gift exchange, friends. Now, I don't want to make light of it, but who has participated this year? in a, a white elephant gift exchange of some sort. You can actually raise your hands. This is the only, the t- all right, one, few, all right, all right. Who re-gifted at the white elephant exchange this year? <laughs> Thank you for your honesty. Friends, what God has done, what God has done for us is the ultimate gift exchange. He takes your lamest re-gifted white elephant. He takes your sin. And he gives you his life, his forgiveness. He gives you belonging and healing. He makes you a child of God. Jesus takes our dead lives 
and gives us his life. Like a dying tree grafted into a living branch, Jesus takes our death and gives us eternal life. This is the true gift of Christmas. The gift of belonging to God and Jesus Christ. It is the gift of home. The gift of living with the God who's loved you from eternity. Jesus is the true light of Christmas who has given us himself as the infinite gift so that we can be children of God. The things we love most about Christmas point us to the true meaning of Christmas. God has become man so that we can become his brothers and sisters. So the question we must ask ourselves this night is will we receive this gift? The light of God has shone into the world through the humble cry of a child and the painful cry of the cross Will you receive what Jesus has accomplished for you? And if you will receive this free gift, for it is free, will you walk in it? You see, Christmas isn't just a one-off day, friends. It's the beginning of a, a whole story, a whole new way of being human. For when the Son of Man became human, he began the renewal of all of humanity, which culminated in his death and resurrection. And it is also the case that when we give our lives to Jesus Christ, it is just the beginning of a new life, relationship, and community. So if you do accept this gift of Jesus Christ, if you have accepted it, he invites you to walk with him, to live with him, and to live with his body, the church. This, friends, is where we learn to love. We learn to belong. We learn to continually receive the gift of Christ that we celebrate this very night. Friends, I invite you to this night. And I invite you for the next 12 days to clarify something, friends. The 12 days of Christmas begin now and continue for the next 12. Have a good time. Celebrate this gift and walk in it. Receive it and follow him. The light shines. The gift is given. The fulfillment of your deepest desires to belong is before you. Come home. Receive your inheritance. Be the child of God that you were created to be. All to the glory of the Father, and the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, thank you so much for this gift. Thank you for the light of your Son. Thank you that in him we are invited to belong. We pray this night that you would call us home. Lord, we pray for anyone here who is hearing your call home, that they would give themselves to you as their Lord and Savior. Come and join us in building your kingdom. We pray this all in the name of Jesus. Amen.